Are you ready? I said, are you ready? You are listening to Voice of the Fan Sportscast. Brought to you by none other than the voices of the fans. Discussing football, basketball, news, trending topics. The one-stop shop for all things sports. by none other than Ben Swift Reynolds, Taylor Gatwood, and Tyler Wright. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Voice of Fan Sportscast. I'm your host, Ben Reynolds. We have Taylor Gatwood and RC. What's going on, guys? Going on, bro. What's up, man? Doing good, doing good, feeling good. Just got a workout in, you know, trying to get that summer body ready. <laughs> Me and you both, buddy. <laughs> you gotta stay ready, Ben. You gotta stay ready. Yeah, I know, RC man. I, I used to be ready, but man, got married and now I'm not ready. I guess I got got complacent. You know what I'm saying? Once you get married, you just like, I already got my girl. <laughs> <laughs> ain't got nobody to impress no more, huh? Yeah, you don't got nobody to impress no more. You like, shoot, like, it is what it is. But now nah, I'm like, I'm trying to take care of my health since I'm getting older now. You know, gotta watch out for the head. Watch out for that. So I went to gym day with my son, got a nice little workout in. And uh, RC, what gym you go to? I have a gym in my house, and then I go to a thing called Fitness Depot in uh, Ellisville. Oh, okay. So. Um, okay. That's over there, by that, isn't that over there by that Mexican restaurant? Yeah. Uh, Casadores or something like that? Yeah. How you yeah, know that, Gatwood? Because I used to go to Jones. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't wonder. Well, yeah, we we go to Crunch. It's all right. I just don't like all the people that hang around the gym. Like, it'd be too much groupies and crap at Crunch, man. It reminds me of playing fitness, to be honest. It's not a gym gym. That's why during the summer I was thinking about getting a a membership to the Y because then you can play basketball too. Yeah, the Y membership is a little bit better. It's not, it's a lot of old people uh, Mm -hmm. in the mornings. So if you really want to get a good workout in, hit the mornings. At, at night, around they, I think the wild close at eight or nine. So hit the gym around six, man. It won't hardly be nobody in there either. No. So, but um, the Mavs they beat the Suns one eleven to one on one. It seemed like the Suns they play around too much. Like they they a legit team, but they they shouldn't be struggling with the Mavs, man. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a two tie, two to two series. To be honest. Yeah, I don't get that because Luca didn't even have that great of a game. He was like he one, didn't. For, one for ten from three or something. So the Suns need to find something to to close out the game because they they losing the close games and it shouldn't be like that, especially when they have veterans like Chris Paul and, and Booker. You know. Chris Paul would be like top five point guard in the league, and they can't close out the games, man. 
I didn't. Yeah, it gonna hurt them in the long run if they let these teams stick around like this. That's one of the few um, postseason games I haven't watched yet so far. Was that I didn't watch that that game last night, the Suns and Mavericks. But uh, but like from what everybody's saying, it was horrible officiating that game. I don't know. Did y'all watch it? Yeah, I watched it. it this beats man. The NBA. They're all over the place with officiating right now, man. It's crazy. It's never, it's never on the same level. Like every game is consistent. I don't understand that. Like you have a rule book, call it like it is, and don't like pick and choose what to call. Like have 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 a set standard, and you call it that set standard. If y'all want to call every tic tac call foul, then call every tic tac. Tick tack foul. Don't be one game you let them play, then this game, like you calling it. It's confusing. Yeah, I don't understand how they making it this hard to ref a game. Let them boy, these are grown men, first of all. In my opinion, I wouldn't call these silly foul. I'll just let them play. They just need to bring back the old rules. I feel like the game was way more competitive under the old game, on the old rules, man. Well, and Chris Paul fouled out, and they, they said he was getting tic tac calls on him. Yeah, he only had five points, so what he look at what he contribute. He only played twenty three minutes, so he fouled out. I don't know when did he foul out? Early fourth or third or something? Mm-hmm. Who's that? Who who's who falls that? Chris Paul or the coach? Uh, uh, I think I think they was ready to get back to Phoenix. I mean, I don't think it really mattered. They didn't look like they was engaged. They, aggressive. they just looked like they was going through the motion at times. And they got to understand, Luca don't have another guy that's just as good as he is. So mm-hmm. I think they were going through. Some of them teams, man, they, they, they're comfortable with getting the split, and which Phoenix didn't get the split. But they know they're going back home. So it's just like maybe they were looking, looking towards – yeah, but that's dangerous. That. That's dangerous, mm-hmm. especially against Luca. Luca can go, he can go off and just completely take over a game. So mm-hmm. that's dangerous. And I don't understand that mindset coming from the Suns, especially you know you a clear coat bear team. I don't know why they're playing around. And Chris Paul's not young, so the more games you play, the more time and minutes you put on him. So why not close it out? They had a good chance in this game to do that, but. Uh, for some reason, like like uh, RC say, they were just going through the motion. And uh, how you consider yourself a, a an NBA championship team if you just go through the motion? NBA championship championship teams don't go through the motion. They don't be like, ah, oh, we don't feel it today, so we don't let you take this one. I just can't see Chris Paul doing that though. I can't see him being like, you know. I mean, I'm sure they obviously wanted to win, but. I don't know, man. I guess some days, I guess maybe they were just off that game. I didn't watch it, so I can't really speak on. I didn't watch yeah. the game. Well, I think Chris Paul. Chris Paul wants to win, but sometimes his body—he's older now, damn near forty. So his body's like, "Hey, man, you know we can't do this every night. We do this every other night." And it's like, <laughs> and it's like uh, Booker is banged up with that hamstring. This is a dangerous game. The, the Pelicans kind of really softened them up for the Mavs, so. Like you said, it's dangerous playing that way. You can put a team where you go ahead and put them away, but it's about to get real, real good now. Let's see if who that game five is a big game. Yeah, if they were up three one going back to Phoenix, they'd be in great shape. Yeah, they would because they can close it out in Phoenix. Uh, how good is Luca, man? 
He really like RC was talking about. Uh, he doing it by himself. If they can get him one more, co- if they can get him a co-star. They're gonna be a championship contender soon. Like they just need to get him somebody else. What's so crazy is they. What happened to Dean Witty game? What happened to the Brooklyn Nets Dean Witty? I think Dean Witty well, yeah, ball dominant. He's gotta be ball dominant to be efficient or be effective. I think. And he got injured. When we had that major knee injury, and he played well in, in Brooklyn, but he got hurt. And Brunson ain't no slouch either. No, Brunson ain't. You know, Bronson is a is a is a Josh Hart, but you know who would have been real good with Dallas? CJ McCollum. Oh yeah, that would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. That would have been Luca co-star because he's good at playing the role of uh, Robin. So, you know, but but you know, Dame now Dame can't go there because he needs the ball. But they they need to get Luca somebody over there, man. Um, I don't know who they can have Russell Westbrook if they want. No, I was thinking. I was thinking they could get Richard, uh, give Washington a call about Bradley Bill. Oh yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. that's perfect. That's perfect right there. Perfect fit. Bill, he can play without the ball and with the ball, so exactly. he'll be a good uh, counter punch with uh, Luca. Yeah, and that's real. It was so crazy. Like Mavs make the playoffs every year. Like I think the year before that, they kind of blew up the team a little bit, and they still making the playoffs, man. If they just get a Luca, a legit player, then uh, they'll be looking like the Suns, basically a uh, contender, uh, number one contender every year. But it just—I don't know. It's just the Mavericks. First of all, they uh, they never get them them players name big name players anyway. So man, they got uh, they got good role players there. Yeah, I mean- they always get good role players. How oh, you remember like Josh, Josh Howard and Jason Terry and they all had good role players. Eric oh, Dampier. Sean Marion. Mm-hmm. Sean Marion. Like they always had good role players, but never uh uh I want I'll say an all star, never like a just an all star. So they usually have that one all star like Dirk. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They, had, they had that that old Jason Kidd that year. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. So y'all still have the Suns taking this series? Yeah, I think the Suns will still win it. Yeah, me too. I think they're gonna win. Them Dallas fans not gonna like y'all saying that. They're gonna go find your parents and your and your sister and your brother. But hey, I mean, you gotta. I mean, I'll give it the. I mean, Dallas has something to cheer for, man. They're they're making the most out of what they what they have for sure. That's right. Um, I know y'all saw the incident with Chris Paul. And the family members. Yeah. I couldn't yeah, find. I so the story was that the Dallas fan was cheering or going crazy. And Chris Paul, Mama, and the family didn't like it. And they got into it. And the boy pushed him, pushed him or something. So I was looking for a video, but nobody really has a video. It's more like what. Uh, what people are saying. So it's like he say he say she say, but uh but a lot of people the claims is that the the boy they say about fifteen, sixteen, something like that, pushed the uh mama or or the wife or something. Yeah. What y'all think yeah, about that incident? I saw the I saw the kid. I was like Chris Paul sit, sit your ass. I understand you're upset man. Like God damn. <laughs> like I'm thinking like 
I saw the kid walk up the street. I'm like, man, that's Macaulay Calkin, man. That's like, this kid is like, I'm looking, I'm just dumbfounded by the whole, they just make everything, they blow everything out of, out of the water, man. Everything is overblown. You had a kid, shouldn't have done that, but, I mean, you're trying to fight a kid, bro. <laughs> he wait, like, wait for the kid. Who he told? He said, "Uh, I won't come see you." <laughs> yeah. He said something to him like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it was, it was clearly both wrong on both sides. Where the 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 family of Chris Paul got agitated by the Dallas fans, and they got into altercation, mm-hmm. and. They said the I mean, and I don't know. Like, if the kid pushed my mama or my wife, oh, he would have pushed my mama. My mama would have handled that ass. I mean, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, just, yeah, it wouldn't have been. I'd have been like, man, they've been like your mom's fighting. I'd be like, y'all might want to call nine one one, man, the police, because yeah, I mean, she's. I mean, she just from the old school. She's not playing like that. Like, yeah, my mama would took off that belt and <laughs> gave him a good old fashioned whooping. <laughs> But this this the hard part, man. This the thing I'm struggling with. Just watching his reaction, like Oh, like, he was he was heated. But I understand it's Mother's Day, I get all that. But come on, man. What you come like? On. You threaten the kid, like you really not gonna do nothing to the kid. So I don't know. Everybody like we don't have video. Everybody saying what this person did with that person. I don't know what happened. I just know the security handled it. And everything. I don't know. I'll be like upset, but I wouldn't be like going after the kid. I'm just like, I'll be like, get him out of here. Get him out of here. You know? I'm gonna tell you what happened. I'm gonna tell you what happened. When you're getting when you're getting beat like that, because I've been in arenas where you know family members playing a game and they know you the family member, and the fans are gonna say little stuff and they're gonna poke fun, they're gonna Hey, this is such and such. You know, they'll do that. And just try to make it worse, try to rub your nose in the air. Mm. And if I look up and I see that we're losing, let's say it's like three minutes to go and we're down 15 or two minutes to go and we're down 15. I'm getting my family out of there. Go ahead and get them out of there. You already know that, you know, it's going to be bad. So, you know, but they wanted to stay, I guess, to support Chris and, Whatever we'll never know what really happened, but I just felt like the kid um it was being a kid, being a fan, he made a mistake. I just don't understand why he did it on Mother's Day. It's not right to do it any day, but um come on, bro. It's just both sides are just wrong. I mean, it's just really Yeah, cause they said the the kid he was like like uh not agitating, but he was like basically jeering and kind of the, the Mavs were beating them, so they were like crowd going crazy and they were just jeering. And I guess the mama or the wife or whoever changed words. Then I mean, like you can't you you just like you just gotta leave it alone. If the other team is beating your your family members' team, just. Don't even talk back, man. I mean, nothing you gonna say or do that gonna change anything. Y- y'all losing. I think the thing with the whole fans and the players right now is getting on my nerves. I'm like Charles Barkley, like, like it's every week is something, man. Mm-hmm. Every week is something. It's it's the fans, the NBA fans. Like I'm so ready for the National Football League to kick <laughs> off the ball in the preseason. 
I'm the NBA is so dramatic and so soft, and the players are so dramatic. It's just I don't know. Every every day is a different storyline. If it's not the fans, it's Kyrie sitting on the couch doing a podcast. It's I don't know, man. It's just every week is something. Yeah, like y'all want fans in the seats, but <laughs> y'all don't want fans interacting. Like the fans literally pay their salaries. I'm not saying like the pan the fans is like say outrageous things to them, but it's okay to boo and say you suck and our team's bare. Like that's just good old fashioned trash talking. They ain't not saying nothing about the family. They ain't saying nothing about anything else. They just kicking it strictly about the sport. If you kickly keep it strictly about the sport, then it's a fair game. If 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 it like like you remember when they used to make fun of T.O. he dropped pad like oh you got no hands you can't catch and all that type of stuff they always make fun of T.O. but it, it's it's within the game it's fair game so it's it's been a wild year for fans. I take and, it uh, personally if I was a player. And, I'd uh, take, players, I take it personally, but you know what, man? If if they don't like me, I'm gonna make them like me. I'm gonna I'm gonna play. Like so good, like when they're talking trash to me, I'm, that would actually like fuel my fire if I was a player. Exactly, I did it. Like I remember, even in high school when I played basketball, the fans were like thirteen, you suck, you can't shoot. And I remember one time it was against our rival, and uh, I was standing in the corner about two, three, and I could just hear them like yelling at me. And so I caught it, and I shot it, and made it. I just turned to them and just put my finger to my mouth, like, yeah, yeah, I ain't saying nothing now. And that's how I handle it. Like, you just got, just got make the play, and then they'll, they'll, they'll get quiet. And that what Jordan, that what Jordan used to do all the time. You Spike Lee saying something, you're like, all right, I'm about to show you. <laughs> what happens to the home? What you know? You watch every game. What happens to the home crowd when your team starts getting beat? They don't say nothing. They don't the say whole nothing. Arena, the whole arena is quiet. Exactly. Trust me, super don't go super quiet. And, and some of them playoff games when we're losing. No, I ain't saying nothing. So, man, they just got to take it a grain of salt, really, man. They just got to get over this. It's the, the fans jeering at them. All right, so the 76ers beat the Heat. Uh, they top series 2-2. Two to two. For, for, you know, how it was looking, everybody was looking like the Heat was going to just run away with the series, but... It's tied two two now. The seventy six to one one sixteen to one hundred eight. Uh, we saw a glimpse of the old James Harden. Uh, he hit thirty one. So, yeah, it was, it was I great. hope this is a trend. I want to be a trend because I want B to get a ring. I want Harden to get a ring. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this the trend up. I do too, man. I mean, it was nice to see, man. I ain't, I ain't been able to join something like this in a while, so it was good. It was, uh, good to see him do good for once in a while. Put it was good. Points. It was good to just see him get the the critics off his back. I mean, they had him for dead, left for dead, and basketball is, you know, the analysts talk about these guys so much that they over they over analyze them sometimes, over critique them, and. He he just got to remember he went from Houston to Brooklyn, nine to Philadelphia. So it's a lot of change, a lot of you know, different teammates. But he he showed up big. But I think they have an issue. It's not James Harden. They have a big issue. Um, it's Doc Rivers and um, his rotations are questionable. And then also 
when he when he go against teams where you have to critique or he has to really coach, he struggles at times. Because Spolster gonna have his boys ready. Like if you watch Miami, they could have won that game. And then Embiid, can his body hold up? Like he's injury prone. I think everybody's focused on James Harden so much they look they haven't paid attention to Embiid around this time of the year. He gets hurt. Um, I don't remember a playoff series where he wasn't hurt. So. Uh, injure it something. So I don't think it's James. I think it's Embiid. If he if he stay healthy, they got a shot. If he don't, they out of there. Yeah, because they were trying. Because Bam ain't been doing nothing really since Embiid came back. Yeah, Bam was eating in the first two games when Embiid was out, and he's not doing as much now with Embiid in there. I think really just Embiid's presence is huge. Oh yeah, because uh, he 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 played both in both ends of the court too. And when you do that, it just it changed the whole dynamic of the game where you can interject yourself on offense and defense. Uh, it does something to your whole team, especially when you're the best player on the court. I think that's why uh, MJ plays so hard on defense and Kobe because they know it translates. It translates well into the offense side of the ball. And uh, when you have Embiid on the court, <laughs> you got you to uh, take count of them. Mm-hmm. So – it takes take pressure off everybody when you have a big man that you know can score and just do everything, uh, almost as a guard can do. So I loved when they beat uh, Pack Markeith Morris yesterday. That was fun. <laughs> I always see the I always love to see the Morris brothers get get dealt. <laughs> God, they talk so much, just like uh the other other guy from Timberwolves. Can't think his name. So. Uh, it's a hard series now. Thinking about it, uh, the Heat they they it's a collective of players for the Heat. That wouldn't make it so hard uh to play against them because you just don't know who gonna go off and who's gonna have this type of game because uh everybody give it give a little bit something. So it's like a, a group project. The Heat. Heat are deep. They got a deep yeah, team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a deep, it's it's a group project, man. And if all of them are on, then it's gonna be a long night. And uh, the you know it wasn't just a great offensive scoring game for most of the Heat players. You know, Lowry he only put in six points, and um, he's hurt too. Lowry's playing hurt with a hurt hamstring. Yeah, yeah, and Hero he only put in eleven. Dude, can you believe that you know that Duncan Robinson's only played three minutes in this series? Yeah, they they asked him uh, how he feel about. It. He said he kind of upset, but you know he's taking it uh, the professional you know way. Getting, you know who getting his minutes? Oladipo. Oladipo. Which he which was good. complaining? Which was complaining about not getting a chance to play, and then they he has played good. Yeah, he put in fifteen, so. Uh, if it's working, don't 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 change it. Even I mean, though you hate that as a as a player, though, if it's working, man, what can you say? Yeah, but Duncan Robinson just got that ninety million dollar contract in the offseason. Now he's not even playing. He's not even in the rotation. That's crazy. Take deep. <laughs> Take deep. No, I mean, if I was Duncan Robinson, so you I'm, say, fine. I'm so still you saying you figure what if you were the coach, you figure figure a way to get me in the game. No, that's not what I'm saying. If I'm Duncan, I'm saying if I'm, Duncan, <laughs> if I'm, I'm saying if it's working though. But if I'm Duncan Robinson, I'm like, I mean, it's whatever. I mean, I'm still getting ninety million. You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all hit me up when y'all need me. With me. 
Hey, y'all hit me up when y'all need me. I'll be over here. <laughs> <laughs> collecting my collecting my money. Yep. I'm not finna press the issue. I want to play. I'm a competitive person. I believe in. But if you're gonna pay me to sit on the bench for nine, I'm on. I might. You might look over there. I might be eating a hot dog. Shit, I, I know, right? <laughs> you get you're like I'm going to the concessions. I'll be right back. You know, hey, I know he's a competitor, but man, just wait your time. He'll be in. He's a liability. Liability on defense is why yeah. And he'll get in. They'll need him in a series at some point. Like it coming because I know I know that the rotation will go. As Lowry goes, so Lowry is um, you can play Oladipo at Oladipo at point guard, so you can bring in him. But, but then yeah. they they got that Struce guy and they got Vincent. They like playing them a lot too because they have a lot of energy on defense. Mm-hmm. No, you need some they're, they're deep. They are very deep. But I would think like man, B. He he had a little uh, chip on his shoulder coming into his game. Yeah, <laughs> you saw his Instagram post. It was about oh, he said they don't they don't know you till you put on a mask or something like that. Yeah, and you saw what Jimmy Butler commented. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Butler said, "Help your mask." <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Jimmy? I feel the same way. If, if, if B came and put twenty four on me on the team, I feel the same way. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, do. I love the way Jimmy Butler plays. Uh, Jimmy Butler's a throwback player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 41, though. Yeah, so I know. He's been dropping like 30-plus every game, I think, this series. Well, he's been <laughs> super efficient, too. That dude ain't missing much. He's taking a high percentage shots. Coach always uh, preach about high percentage shots. If you hit, if you hit those, man, you hard to stop. That's what I don't understand about – the current NBA players, they take they don't take high percentage shots. Which is basically what your mid your mid range game. It's not it's like it's not a lot of guys that just have a cold mid range game. Yeah, you, you see watch- how you seen Tatum, he's been working on his mid range and he got a lot better and more efficient. You've been watching this game, Ben, the Celtics and uh Bucks game? Yeah, I got it on right here. In this, man, this man Al Horford's in his bag right now. Yeah, yeah. And that's another guy, Al Horford. What he do well? He shoot the mid-range and long-range pretty well. He's busting threes tonight. Yeah, uh, right now the Celtics are up by three on the Bucks. Uh, I think it's 88-85, yep. So this is another tight, close game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who's going to edge it out. It looked like the Bucks was going to try. The Bucks were trying to run away with it, but the Celtics they kept held, uh, holding, hanging on, and it really been a defensive type game. Got both teams can do that, you know, really well. So uh, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting who's gonna edge this out. It's been close the whole time. It's still impressive to me how good the Bucks are still playing without Middleton. Yeah, yeah. They... I thought they were dead in the water, to be honest. I thought that was Can you imagine one. Bradley Beal in that on that team? Take Milton out, put Bradley mm-hmm. Beal. Yeah, that, but that I was, think I think Milton, if they get out of this round, he he could play later on in this series if he wanted to. It's an MC, MCL spring, but they're doing right by holding him out. I think they're gonna get out this round. 
who y'all have in the uh, 76ers and Heat? Who y'all think going to edge it out? For, at first, I had the Heat because of the whole what happened to Embiid and Harden was playing like Pooh, basically. I got the, the Heat wow. in seven. I got the Sixers. Gagwood is sticking to his guns. <laughs> because, I mean, I just think that it, I mean, B coming back and the way that he's played, and like I think he's going to even be more pissed next game because he just didn't get the MVP. And I think I think if the, if the Sixers win game five, I mean, they, I think they got it in the bag. I think game five super – I mean, obviously it's, it's super important, but that's going to be – that's gonna be the game to watch there. Game five. Before uh, we go back to the Bucks and Celtics, did y'all RC? Did you think Jokic deserved the MVP? Uh, you said no. Top of the hill, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I didn't. I didn't know he won it last year. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> like he's he's a sleepy, quiet MVP. Like. Let me explain something to you, man. Why is it that all the foreign players are winning MVP every year? Like, what's wrong with what's wrong with our American-born players? What? Why can't we get it done anymore? It's like when they when they announced it today, it was just like, "Are you serious?" Like MB, I don't care. It's crazy, man. Like Jokic don't even care. He's probably gonna lead the trophy over here. He don't care. I mean, yeah, exactly. I didn't really hear about it. Till I went on Twitter and I have Instagram, uh, Facebook, all these social media sports sites, and I didn't hear nothing. I saw just a glimpse of it, an article said Jokic win MVP. I was like, I ain't hear no breaking news. Embiid deserved it, man. Embiid, I, I could have swore he had that in the bag for sure. I could have sworn too. I, I the whole time. I to be honest, you know why we didn't talk about MVP? Kyle thought it was unanimous. So who's gonna win it? I ain't think. It was you know what they did? Discussed. They punished. They punished Embiid when James Harden got there. Embiid scoring average went down a little bit, and he didn't play the same way. And they punished him for it. And I don't think that's right. He still averaged thirty and ten though. It's something. Ill. It, his scoring. He was still averaging that, but I think when he got that centerpiece, mm-hmm. no Harden, yep. like he already said, it just took something away from Kyle. What jo- what Jokic have been playing with all year? So now yeah, they're looking like that. Jokic ain't have nothing. Yeah, he. Ain't yeah. Have so then now they're looking at like that, which is playing crazy to me because uh, Embiid was playing like that before Harden got there. Bro, Embiid so, averaged thirty one and twelve this year. Thirty one and twelve. I don't know, man. I don't know who's on the panels. I don't, I don't. The people on that vote for this, they can't. Uh, are they like, uh, like a secret panel, or they you know who's all on it? I don't know. But did you know Embiid also shot thirty seven percent from three this year? That's really good for a big man. For a big you gotta man. make me understand. Pull up Jokic stats. Look at it. Look at it. Let's All get right. into it. Everybody pull it up. Let's do our homework right now, cuz. I want to know, did they get it? Did he have one more assist? Did he have, <laughs> is he two inches taller? What is the deal? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, know. I mean, 
The NBA. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he averaged 27 points, eight assists, 14 rebounds. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty damn right. good. Yeah. yeah, he averaged 27. They said B at 30 points. Uh, so, MB win is scoring average. We'll give the scoring average to Embiid, okay? Uh, Jokic had 13.8 rebounds. Embiid I mean, had 11.7. Okay, so Jokic got him in rebounding, all right? And they said uh, Jokic had 7.9 assists. Embiid only had 4.2. Okay, two more stats. They, I mean, that's what got it right there, guys. Right there. The assist. Oh, I'm looking assist. at that too. I was looking mm-hmm. at that too. I was like, yeah, yeah. He does run their offense. I mean, he he is their offense. I mean, but still, how many blocks? Uh, we'll see. Um, he averaged. Oh, let's see. Blocks. He averaged. He, he averaged point eight five blocks a game, so less than one. But oh, yeah, and beads also. Way more dominant on defense. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, just look at where the seventy sisters are at. Mm-hmm. After it don't make any sense where the seventy sisters are in the standings. I thought Embiid, it was based on record too. Yeah, beat average a block and a half a game. This is crazy. You got to give that to Embiid. He was dominant. Like you said, like I know for sure, them people look at at standings and see where your team was at, where your team is. But I I think I think another person who's better and more valuable to his team is Giannis. I think Giannis could win the MVP the last three years if he. I mean, because you really look at it, if you look at his stat line and what he do, he better than both of those guys because. He's a, he he just controls the whole game. Like Embiid, and, and he's healthy. He's always available. Like Giannis don't get hurt. I remember last year, like Giannis broke his leg, and he, his leg must be made out of titanium because I, the average person leg ain't gonna bend like that. I don't know if y'all remember that play in Atlanta. Like he broke his leg. Yeah, and I remember that. He played, he played two games later. I mean, but mm-hmm. this dude Al Horford about to have thirty. That's the only way the Celtics are winning right now. Is, uh, mm-hmm. He he just got a he can just made a basket, got a and one nine seven nine four. Um, but other thing for Giannis too, the Bucks had a slow start this year, so I think that will kind of hurt him a little bit. The slow start. All right, just, uh, let's get in. So I'm with you. I wish I we knew who was on the ballot. Who who are the people voting for this man? Because it don't make I don't know, man. Skip Bayless. <laughs> Skip Bayless. I think Skip Bayless will vote for Embiid. Or oh, he's a jokish guy. Mm-hmm. He looks like a jokish guy. Nah, I think he more of Embiid because of being antics. Well, I think this this is another thing, and it, it affects not only um, basketball, but it definitely affects football, uh, baseball. It pisses me off. Them sports writers, man. Some of them ain't never played. So and they just biased. like I said. All analytics and all just—it's all about stats and it's just what you see with your naked eye, man. Mm-hmm. What, what, Embiid was dominant. Now he's limping to the finish line, but I think about all those years Kobe played and only got one MVP. Like LeBron could have won the MVP every year. Jordan could have won every year. It's like they—they just—it's a popularity. It's like I got to give it to somebody else. I mean, but. 
Well, yeah, but usually, usually it's the team with the, the, the with the higher seed too, or the best record. The, yeah, the Nuggets were the sixth seed. That's what I'm saying. It was I thought MVP voting also deal with standings. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're sixth seed. They were they were almost in the play in. This is a wow. problem I have with reporters voting on this. You remember uh, a while back in the NFL where the Chicago Bear reporter came out and said he would never vote for Aaron Rodgers for MVP because how he acts and uh, he don't like his attitude. And then he said he would never vote for him too because he, uh, he said he was vaccinated, but he wasn't. He said he'd never get his vote ever again, never. He never yeah, for him. Yeah, that has nothing huh? to do. That has nothing to do with how you play on the field. Yeah, he was a he was a uh, voter for the MVP in the NFL. He said he won't vote for Aaron Rodgers because he wasn't vaccinated. Well, it worked out for Aaron. Still won. Yeah. So no one's saying like, who who who's nominating these guys when you clearly like when they clearly showing biases. And they root for a particular team. Like, why would you have a a, a person that, who covers Chicago Bears? Like you people who cover other teams vote on MVP. I think it should be. I think it should be a player's vote. I think they should. Do, that's what they should. Yeah, do. they'll know who's best. They'll know. I think it should be like players' vote. Vote, but you can't vote. But if you can't vote for the player on your team or something. Yeah, like that. it it should be player vote plus reporter vote. You select a number of high, uh, high popular athletes in the sport, a good number of them. Then you take a good number of prestige riders and you combine the votes. And I think they'll give you a good idea of what's what. But what do we know? Because Jimmy Butler, you know, he's he's battling Embiid in the playoffs right now, and he said that that he Embiid was his MVP. Mm, yeah, that's. I I think players who hate other players, they'll still vote for them mm-hmm. because they. It's kind of like a respect thing. They really hate them, but they respect their game. They know, like, yeah, he can play. You remember when uh Marshawn uh was voted on the top one hundred player, and guess who that had on? <laughs> Mike Evans. And Mike Evans was like, yeah, he's he's a good player. And they asked him, they said, oh, you remember the time when uh, Ladmore held you to, you know, two catches? He said, Ladmore didn't hold me two catches. The the team did. <laughs> like, you know, like stuff like that. He still recognized Ladmore on the show. Like, yeah, he's a top corner. But he still but, didn't, like, give him no credit. Like, nah, he held me the two catches. But the NBA, these players don't really hate each other. Now, back in the day. That's true. It's different. These guys would do it more, probably be more fair because they don't really hate each other. It's, it's, a, lot, it's a lot more love for one another than it is hatred. Um, Giannis don't like James Harden. James Harden don't like Giannis. And KD and, and Giannis don't like each other. But I think they still um, vote for each other, though. Yeah, they'll still vote. So I think the players should have the final vote. I mean, what's the biggest rivalry in the NBA, like player wise, you think? Um, I mean that's kind Chris of Paul Rundo. I don't know. I don't know. It's a fair rivalry because of how Chris Paul is like a more dominant point guard right now than Rondo. Yeah, but like it's kind of sad we have to think about it this long, like because like yeah, that, that's, and that's not like top tier players going against right. each other. Chris Paul and Rondo. I don't know, man. I would about to say Kyrie and LeBron. 
Kyrie so passive. Uh, look, Kyrie so passive aggressiveness towards LeBron. Yeah, but LeBron be like, LeBron. Well, LeBron, went, yeah, he would never acknowledge anything. Uh, there are no rivalries. I'm gonna help you. There are no. There are no Charles Barkleys and uh, Charles Oakleys. There are no Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. There are. There are none. There are no. The NBA is soft. Well, that's what I want to see. TT. That's what I want to see, though. Yeah, that's exactly. television. Mm -hmm. Like the Lakers and the Celtics rivalry. It's dead. It don't even have the same. They go in there, man, and they and then now they're going to start swapping jerseys. Yeah, but it's just whack. <laughs> like, when we played, I'm, I'm going to tell you why football and baseball get it right. When the Yankees play the Red Sox, it's understood. It's on site. <laughs> when the yeah, 49ers you know, play the Cowboys, it's on site. Mm -hmm. They don't even trade with each other. Right. Mm -hmm. Th that's that's my point. The NBA, Magic Johnson, when he was the GM for the Lakers, traded. Um, What's the kid name that played for the Clippers? Um, the center. Oh. Uh, Zubak. Yeah. Traded him right down the hallway. The Lakers and the Clippers never trade each other, man. And it's like this in this new version of the NBA is so whack, bro. You got a dude that's sitting out of game tonight from a guy just grabbing his leg. I mean, they whack, bro. They whack. It's, it's just, it's just, it's it's, it's, it's bad, bad for television. Mm -hmm. Like another another one of the main reasons the Red Sox and Yankees don't trade is because of that huge trade they made back in the day when they traded the Yankees traded for Babe Ruth from the Red Sox. Think about what you just said. Now, like, think about what you just said. Babe Ruth. That tell you right what you need to know and what we're saying, making our point, is the hatred runs all the way back to Babe Ruth. You understand? Babe Ruth, yeah. Babe Ruth been dead so long. I know. We're like, <laughs> it's, it's, there's nobody in the grave. Now. Like, yeah. So basketball, it from generation to generation. <laughs> basketball right now is weak. It's weak. Mm-hmm. Just like because the Lakers, they're always beefing with the Kings and the Celtics, and it was just now it just. And these guys take. I don't know. That, I, that's probably to be honest. I see that's probably why I don't watch NBA as much as I used to. Right. I catch a couple of games, right? But it don't be interesting at all. The only they reason take everything you watch, personal too. Yeah, they take everything personal. Everything. The only reason you're gonna watch NBA game is for only that one person. That either gonna be Giannis, LeBron, KD, mm -hmm. uh, EB, Harden. Mm -hmm. You are gonna watch because of those players. You're not watching because of the rivalry. You know, and, 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 and they don't even talk about the rivalries in the playoffs or this team when gets to play against this team back in the day. Like they don't even mention like history. Now NFL is rich in history. They'll bring up history in a minute. They're like, well, the Cowboys, they lost to the uh, 49ers in the NFC Championship. You know, they 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 always going to bring up the old the old saw in the wound. Just like the Rams and the Saints. They always show that dang on sang on play. And they just they fueling the the fire in the Saints fans because they know that, you know, what happened in those games. And now you we know what aggravates me? I hate listening to Draymond Green. Like, Draymond... Wants to be '90s, '80s, '90s, and he wants so to bring bad. it to this. He he just think he's so tough, man. I just I wish <laughs> that I was in the National Basketball Association and I could play against Draymond. Draymond, Clay, and Steph 
made Draymond what he is. Draymond is a great defender. He's he's he talks his way into being great. It's work. It has worked, man. He has convinced the world that he's a great player. But could he guard Carl Malone? Hell no. Could he guard Charles Barkley? Hell no. He can't guard Sean Kemp. But in this era, he can guard these guys because these guys aren't as physical as Draymond. But when he opened his mouth and he starts to talk and now he has a podcast and he just goes on and on and on. He feel like I'm he's like, a man. Like, he's yeah, really like, a dude. Like, who who plays a game? This is how weak basketball is. You play a game that night, then the same night you get on the podcast, you talk about it. Like, what are you doing? Nope. I mean, you think Clay and Steph is up talking about, like, on a podcast, having an opinion? You should be locked in with your teammates. Who like, is doing podcasts doing the playoffs? Or I, think Clay, I, Draymond. Think Clay, I think Clay is more of a throwback player than Draymond is. Man, yeah, listen. Clay has that nice type he game. He plays tough nose defense. I wish Clay would have never got hurt. We'd have been having a conversation about him and Steph. Who's better? Because Clay at the time was saving their ass. Because what Clay would do in a series, he would go at the team, other team's best player, and then he would come down and get 30. So yep. I've seen Clay just take over games. Steph is great. Don't get me wrong. But if Clay, Clay don't Clay, get hurt, Clay's more clutch. He's more clutch. He's like, and I've seen Steph in the finals just not be Steph. I've seen Clay. That you remember that you remember actually against the Raptors, game six. Um, if they win the game six, they go to game seven and they get an opportunity to get back. Uh, I think somebody might KD might have tried to play. Something was gonna happen, though. KD was out. But man, when I tell you Clay don't get hurt in that game, he was playing, he was playing injured, but if he don't injure his knee, he was lighting it up, man. So you know, Draymond, man, you just lucky. You put Draymond on the Sacramento, <laughs> put him anywhere. <laughs> He's out of the league. He's just another body. And that Draymond, he just feel like he's a guy since he, since he got accepted on TNT show. He's doing even more talking. Look how much like they they make him seem like he's such a great like facilitator and everything. I'm not saying he's not. He's not. He's not. I don't think he's as great as they think he is because you see all this. Steph and Clay are always running around, and there's all those screens, and, and Steph never stops moving. He's going to get his open three regardless. I mean, they make him look so good. Yeah, he can't. He still can't shoot. <laughs> he looks like he got a backpack on his back when he shoots. <laughs> he don't have to, though. He don't have to. He's the enforcer for them. I like that role. I like what he do. But he's in an era of basketball where there are – there aren't any enforcers. There's Draymond, the Morris twins, and that's it. There's nobody. Pat Beverly, you know, but everybody else is just SOFTT. Now, Giannis is not soft at all. James Harden is not soft. Kevin Durant, they're not soft players. It's just the game don't allow them to play basketball the way it should be played. You should be able to not knock the hell out of somebody. We don't want mm -hmm. that. But they walking in the ball. lane. Mm -hmm. They walking mm -hmm. in the lane. The lane is free. It's like it's you, like Walmart doors. They're always open. Guy, <laughs> like, you remember Charles Barkley mentioned that? Uh, that while Jordan was getting mad, guys. As soon as Jordan came through that lane, he was getting him on his butt. Was telling him, "Don't come through." Charles Barkley, he mentioned they said, "Man, don't come through this lane. Don't, <laughs> if you don't want it, don't don't come through the lane." Yeah, and the guy was more scared. You know the jobs of the hole because they know they can get punished. 
And that's just old school basketball, okay? You know, that's how we play on the court. Man, we're going to try to block the mess out the ball. We're going to bump you. going to foul you. So get ready to, uh, you know, get fouled if you come in the lane. It's just, it's just how it is. Um, well, you know, since we're on the subject of tough players, did y'all see what uh, uh, what Rudy Gobert said to Shaq? Oh my God! He said he was gonna. He said he would lock his, lock him up, bro. Okay. Uh, Shaq Dude. was on. <laughs> Shaq was on a podcast, and oh he said God. he said Shaq said Rudy Gobert wouldn't be able to guard him. So Rudy came back and said, "Uh, I will lock his butt up." Clamps. Dude, that is the that just pisses me off so much. I, I can't stand Rudy Gobert, dude. That, that's just, freaking Rudy, I hate him, dude. He's a piece of crap. I don't know how he made an All Star team, man. Like, this dude's so trash to me. He should have never won Defense Player of the Year. He's just he's just seven four and he's soft, dude. If you're seven four, bro, you need to be putting your nuts on people's foreheads. Like seriously, though, he's dude, won a couple defensive off. players. Oh, boy, that's a crazy part about it. Like, I think two man. I mean. That's that's what I mean. Basketball soft. You got a seven four guy who can't score unless he's right at the rim. Like he can't do that. The game has changed tremendously, bro. Like y'all really, doing? Wow. Then uh, B put 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 some work on him. Yeah, dude. I wish. I wish. So he really think he locked down Shaq. I really wish we could see Prime Shaq against him. That would be. Shaq footwork is crazy, and B is too slow. He can't move. Chicken on the stick. <laughs> he can't move. Yeah, he hey, I'm talking about Orlando Broke Shaq. It. I'm talking about Orlando Shaq was just was the size of um he was he was in shape, so he was the same Dude, weight as uh, MB. I mean, as uh, not MB as Gobert, Go but LA Shaq. It wouldn't even. It would have been a massacre, bloodbath. Because <laughs> that spin to the basket that Shaq used to do and just dunk, like you gotta understand, Shaq was dunking on a Kim one, Patrick Ewan, David Robinson, Alonzo Mourning, DeKemba. Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley was just. You talking about some of the best centers to ever play? Or <laughs> Venus Sabonis, Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace. Oh, it's one man. One man I seen guard Shaq one on one. That was Ben Wallace. I'm throwing it. I'm talking about. Yeah. DM up. Ben Wallace is a problem, but everybody and Yao else. Ming couldn't stop him. Yeah. Yao Ming, how tall Yao Ming? Shaq did say that Yao Ming was one of his toughest, like, yeah. was like one of the tougher players he went against. So yeah, Yao was very was skilled cold. to be a big man. He was skilled yeah. to be a big man. Yeah, so Rui, man, he got to calm down. He really think that. He don't he think can barely that. guard centers. He can barely guard centers in this era. That's like this is like the equivalent of when Levar Ball said he could beat Michael Jordan one on one. This is the equivalent. I I feel like he believed it too. I think now, look, he, he got like when a man come out and say, "Is it the me or Dominic Mitchell?" He believe everything he say. He really I think they gonna keep you over Don, bro. <laughs> I think the thing is he was replying to Shaq to try to be to say, hey, I'm a man, don't you know, I'm a reply. I'm a respond. I'm not gonna let you just talk crazy to me. But my response would have been um to Shaq saying that, that you know, I I I probably would have asked him, is he available to play me right now? 
uh, <laughs> I'll come up to the set and we can play like one because you know, like it's just all fun and games. You know, you know, just say you're gonna lock him up in his prime. I mean, you wouldn't even be in the league when they was playing. You, you, who you? Would be? He wouldn't have made the NBA when they was playing. They sent him to the D league after that game. This why I don't understand. Shaq is a top seventy-five player. He's not even close to the top one hundred. So what made he? What make him think that he'll lock him down? Like I probably would. I don't know if I would respond to Shaq to be honest. Cause Shaq do a lot of talking. It ain't, it ain't gonna do no good going back and forth with him. No, do you remember? Did you see what they said? They said the uh, Gobert or somebody said that Gobert would hold Shaq to twelve points, and then Shaq said, "Yeah, in the first three minutes." Yeah, I seen that. <laughs> they gotta stop it. Oh my word. It's true. Uh, Shaq speaking facts too. <laughs> Yes, like you can't win with Shaq. Like I want you try him and Barkley. I want you try like getting to a back and forth with man. That jump pointless. Right. So if you would say that about me, I was like, okay, all right. No, the Twitter gonna debate it regardless. I think Kobe might have been the only person ever to like put Shaq in this place. Mm-hmm. He was on Shaq level. That's the only person that could. You know, if you on Shaq level, he 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 more inclined to. Nah, I want to say listen, but you know, self reflect a little bit. Uh, so the grit. Oh, the uh, like the Celtics about to win this game, one sixteen to one hundred eight. They're driven at the ball right now, so series is tied two to two. It was a good game. It's been a good round of playoffs. Yeah, it has man. Um. I really want to see the Bucks edge it, but edge it out. But I wouldn't be mad if Celtics won the series. They deserve it, man. They been they they fought, especially against that Brooklyn team with nobody game with chance in the world. Well, who y'all think? All right, so who would be a better matchup for the Sixers out of those two? If I would say just, I think they match up better with the Celtics than the than the than the Bucks. Because who's going to guard him? I was going to say who's going to guard Embiid, but I mean they're they're in a. I guess they're not really doing the greatest job on Giannis, and they're still winning. So yeah, I think I think Celtic. I think Seven Sisters can match up with the Seven Sisters. I don't know if they match up well with the Bucks. All right, what about the Heat? You think the Heat the same way? I think the Heat just too much, man. They got too much scoring, and they a good defensive team too. They 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 are. Uh, I want to say they a run and gun type team, but they they play small ball and they fast, man. I'm saying, who do you think the Heat guard up better against? The, oh, the Celtics or Bucks? Um, they could probably can guard the Celtics better than the Bucks. Bam, Bam will probably feast against the Celtics. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Celtics are too small, and Horford. I want to say small, but they hope to guards. Then Horford. Uh, he just old. If he ain't gonna, go, he ain't gonna drop thirty. He probably won't drop thirty for the rest you know of his He's just too old, man. If he was younger, old, a younger Holford, then it would been different. But he's not. He's still a good player, though. He have too many bodies. I mean, he uh, have too many bodies. He's contributing. I think. I think we got a series though because they just want Milwaukee. Uh, you just went into Milwaukee and won Boston. Boston is kind of streaky. So, if Boston oh, gets out of this round, Boston going to get to the finals, man, because they got the bodies to throw at anybody. 
Like they literally have and Jason and Jason Tatum is having a bad series and they're winning they won tonight. So See, that's what I don't like about the Celtics, man. They like they gonna be on top of the world and next thing you know, they don't know how to play basketball. Like, no, it's just, just it's matchups, man. It's like series before they were they were they were a better matchup for Brooklyn. It was easy. And now they're facing guys that are the same height as them. They have a guy that's coming down the lane that stretch Armstrong, the African stretch Armstrong. So it's like each series something different. Like if, if Philadelphia get past Miami, then you gotta deal with it's a it's a better matchup for Milwaukee because they have the bodies for Embiid. See, if Philadelphia wants to uh, finish off Miami, just put just make Embiid stay on the block because there is nobody that can guard Embiid in the paint, and they you know they can get him out of there. And then you open those you, you open the court for the shooters, Doc Rivers. Are you listening? I know you're not, but if you are, somebody please tell <laughs> Doc Rivers. I say you come from the era. Where the big man's on the block and you open the floor for your shooters. Green, Harden, it's going to get easy shots. Tobias Harris. Yeah, instead of having your big man. That's on crazy. The too. That's stupid. It's stupid, man. It's stupid basketball. You're making the game hard. <laughs> I know, right? You. It's crazy how a simple basketball strategy is sending your big man to a block to open a shooting. It's so old school that people don't even know it anymore. Because we have it's a European game we're playing now. It's like, crazy. It was like it was like basketball one on one. When you have a dominant bit man, you run your offense through your dominant bit man, which opens up everything else. It's it's, it's basketball one on one. Well, something else that bothers me about the Sixers is that James Harden's always been so good in the pick and roll his whole career, and and he has, this is the first time he's had a true you know dominant big. They need to run the pick and roll with him and and Embiid more. In my opinion. Look, well, the thing about it is what most people don't understand is these that's why you have European players winning these MVP trophies at nauseum because they this is their game that we're playing. We have adopted their style of play. But if you think about this, this series would be over. Because the Lakers did it against the Miami Heat, where they just put Anthony Davis on the block and then they came back with Dwight Howard and they came with um, they had three bigs. Uh, it was Dwight Howard, Anthony McGee. Davis, and JaVale McGee. I'm talking about that's the series right there. Bam, Bam. I'm gonna call him what 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 uh, Perkins calls him. Bam out of the Bayou. That's what that's what uh, Kendrick Perkins. He can't say him out of Bayou. He says out of the Bayou. He can't. He's only six nine. Six eight is what his his real height is. If you put him on the block with Embiid, he's gonna foul out. Then after that, who they putting out there? You done as Haslam? I take my chances. <laughs> like, so my, my thing is, man, I, make me understand. I mean, why we even have – you see what Jimmy Butler's doing. He's posting this guy up. I mean, basketball is a – the post game, the 15-foot jumper is a lost art, man. It's like – The mid-range jump shot. Though I think that's why Tatum evolved, though. Because he learned how to make his mid-range shots. That's why KD was unstoppable. Yep. Because his mid-range was pure, like, perfect. But think Once about he how got good. to that spot, it was going in. Think about how good Kevin Durant would be if they would have decided to say, hey, we're going to put Andre Drummond back in his role of playing on the block. Because Drummond was averaging a double-double in Cleveland. 
He goes to L.A. They try to put him on the perimeter. Like, the same situation with Williams, old man, uh, not Williams, uh, Towns over in, in Minnesota. They win that series if you put him on the block. Nobody can guard him. Like, Ja, ja Moran won a game where he got all the way to the basket and laid it up. And guess where Towns was? On the perimeter watching TV. Everybody had time for this shit, man. <laughs> Oh man, like they don't understand old school basketball. I remember when my uh center, he was like six four, six five. He wanted to shoot the ball on the perimeter. Man, I told him, I said, man, get your big tail down on the block. <laughs> I'm like, man, get, what you doing up here, man? Get your tail on the block and post up. They don't understand that, man. It was like AD who it was AD who playing in some some team. I can't remember in the playoff, but this dude wanted to square up to the basket and shoot jumpers. Man, if you don't put your basket to that goal Wait, and well, back down that guy and take AD. that. Huh? AD hates being a center, though. Dude, it, don't, it blows my mind. I forgot it was in the playoff. I forgot who they're playing against. He would not put his back to the basket for nothing. It was a smaller defender on him. It was money. It was easy money. AD thinks he's a wing, but he, he shoots 20% from three. That's why I... I, I RC, I coached one time in basketball. I gave it up. It it, it, it pissed me off way too mad, too bad seeing these kids play basketball. Too many Steph Curry's out there these days. Dude, I, Man, I had a kid. I had a kid. He was like twelve, and he was like he was six, six three, six four. I don't know. He was tall. I put him at point because he could get to the basket at will. Dude was selling for jump shot. I like, dude, tack the basket, get to get down low and put it up. But no, he wanna he wanna showcase his jump shots. It blew my mind. Like, yo, it's Kyle. I, I even try. I switched it. I run pick and roll with him to get him dive to the goal. Cause he was so tall there, tall than everybody else that he can get to the rim at ease. He would not take it for nothing. So that was my last. That was, that was my first and only time coaching basketball. I was like, I'm done. Hmm. They make the game so hard when it really should be so simple. Yeah, I mean, this generation of kids don't even have a favorite team. Let me share a story with y'all real quick. My oldest is 15, and she's picking uniforms. Mm-hmm. And she comes home, and she's like, she calls me Papa. She was like, hey. <sighs> Got this freaking jersey, throw it down. I look at the jersey, it's 23. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like, what are you bad for? I didn't want 23. I'm like, so this was the last uniform left? Yes. I was like, you got to be kidding me. This was the last jersey pick. <laughs> she was like, Yeah, then nobody wanted. I'm like, you got to be. I, I can't walk around. My wife said, Why you keep saying that? I was like, tell your mama what you just told me. And her mama was like, Okay, she didn't want the jersey. I was like, you crazy too. I'm still walking around. So I go I go in the living room. I go in the man cave and I get the remote and I cut on YouTube and I cut Michael Jordan on. I'm showing her 23. And she was like, yeah, I know him. She was like, he's the guy with all the shoes. I'm like, oh, you my word. got to be oh, kidding me. Nice. And he dunks on Patrick Ewan. She was like, why did he keep dunking on the guy from Space Jam? So I was oh, like, man, word. I turned the TV off. I went and buried my head. And I realized my wife was like, you got to understand. They don't care. Tradition <laughs> means nothing. I'm over. like, but you got all this Jordan stuff in your room. It just shoes to you, and they That's never crazy. researched Jordan. Like that, John's crazy. 
23 is the, the best number in basketball. You history. know, in high school, I chose the number 23. But I made a switch to my number 13 because I was like, okay, I, I kind of want to do something different. Because I was like having a bad year, so I was like, you know what? I don't try to be me, but I'm sure still had a Michael Jordan mentality. But when I played basketball in middle school, I had a number eight for Kobe. It was just, you know, me. choose your numbers because of the players. I pick. And then I, I told the kids because I, I helped coach at Taylorsville. And I, I'm like, listen, with the girls, I'm like, hey, listen, pick a number and make it your own. I wore 41. Before there was Dirt Nowinski with the 41, I wore the 41. But I wanted 40 because I love Sean Kemp as well. But 41 is the exit to the, my hometown, Lumberton. Because when I, what happened was I go in to pick a uniform and all of them gone and it's like 35, 41, some crazy numbers. I wasn't a great player at that time. wasn't a good player at that time. So you had to take – when he was a new guy, you had to take whatever number was left. So I was like, give me a day and I'm going to come back and decide. I go home and I'm just trying to think of why would I wear a 35, why would I wear a 41. It's like, ugh, you know. And then I thought, I'm like, the exit to Lumberton is 41. I got it. So I come back in. I tell him about it. My coach was like, wow, I didn't really think about that. It's like, really? I said, I'm going to make it my own. And I did. So when I when I see Alvin Kamara, when I see Dirk Nowinski, when I see 41, I'm like, okay. You know, it, I could kind of look at it and feel like it was once my number, too, as well. So, yeah, you got these kids don't understand. Yeah, that's why I made the switch anything. from 23 to 13 in high school. I was born for 13, and yeah, so I was like, you know what, 13 is me. That's my like. I, I don't like the fact that LeBron wore 23. I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, leave it alone, brother. Like, but but one thing I can give him credit for, he wore it and he went to goat status. Because I'm telling you, man, like that's a tough number to wear and not be good. It's people gonna talk about you. Like you pick Michael Jordan's number. And, yeah, you and see why Kobe went to 24. Yeah, I like that whole thought process as well. So these kids, man, they they make things more difficult than it really should be. Uh, right now the Grizzlies and Warriors game is going on right now. The Grizzlies are winning eight to two. I don't know how that's going to last, but they are winning eight to two. They're playing off emotion right now. Yeah. That's another team. That's another team that just plays bas- basketball backwards. Just put the guy on the block. Nobody's down there but Draymond. Your guy's way taller than Draymond. Just turn around and dunk. I mean, I don't know. They, they don't, people don't like easy baskets. I guess they just like making the hard. I remember one time I was coaching football, and uh, they had this small corner out there. I felt kind of bad because I knew the kid wasn't big. And he wasn't that good. So I put my tallest receiver over there. And I went on that side every time. <laughs> it was just like, I'm not going to make the game hard. If they want to clearly put a mismatch on the outside and they're not going to fix it, then I'm going to take advantage of it. I, right. Every time, every RC, every play, I ran to his side. Right. Till they, figured, till they did something about it, and they never did. That's what coaching's about. Coaching's about. It's about making adjustments. Yeah, it's about I mean, they didn't make adjustments. They saw that I was going. I feel kind of bad to kind of make. I know these kids, but I was picking on like, yo, he's not that good. So I don't just. I I want like make it seem like you know, 
um, spoiling them, but I really was and when they had a reputation. But I'm trying to win, so I was just like, you know what? It's up to the other coaches. It's their fault for putting that kid in that situation, knowing he couldn't play corner. So, I mean, that we just got to do. Yeah. The Grizzlies, man, like you said, they playing off emotion. I wonder how long that's going to last, though. Mm-hmm. When Curry get hot, and uh, we're going to see how 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 long they can ride off their emotion. So, um, that's still how the Warriors taking this series since, you know, plus Jai's out. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I Warriors think it's gonna, if, if the Warriors win, of course it's over. But I I had the Warriors winning anyway, so mm-hmm. uh, I think the Warriors should just go ahead and put it away. I, I don't think Curry gonna let let them lose this game. I, I really hope the it's the Warriors and Suns. I don't I do not want to see Warriors and Mavericks. The Warriors will probably they, they might let them win one, but they'll sweep if they play the Mavericks. You, what you think they'll run them at the gym? Yeah, they're they're gonna destroy the Mavericks if they play them. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see. Uh, let's jump over to some NFL news. There was only one NFL um, news situation. Anyway, well, there's two. I guess we can talk about it. Um, the Giants released James Bradbury after failing to trade him. Well, of course, you want to trade him that day. Everybody knew you were gonna release him. Like y'all didn't want him on the team. Why would we make the trade? He's a good corner. He is Giants man. I somebody. might put a bid. I might put a bid in to own the organization. I'm gonna try and find somebody to link up with so I can buy the Giants. Okay, they they don't know what they doing, man. Somebody gonna pick him up. I bet gonna be a good contender. Find the Patriots. I'll call him right now. They need some points. Um, I know y'all had heard what happened to Earl Thomas. Uh, he sent threatening, threatening text messages to his wife and kids, talking about poisoning them and everything. Uh, guy, what was your thought on that whole situation? Oh, I didn't hear that. Hmm. You said Earl Thomas? Yeah. I don't know how I haven't seen that, but I didn't see nothing about that. Really? Uh. Did Did you ever see? Man. Uh. To be honest with you. When I heard his name, I just tuned it out because I was like, he's been on the football so long. I heard some. I didn't really give it too much thought or really listen. But what you just told me, if that's true, if that's accurate, he needs help. Um, and I think it may have something to do with football-related. Uh, you know, I, I really I really listened to Warren Sapp the other night on Pivot, and he talked about the issues he has. And I'm like, you know, these guys have been playing the game so long. They they acted they acting out weird. Are you talking about poisoning somebody? Mm-hmm. They like said uh, that's weird, man. Okay, uh I have it right here. I can just read it. Former NFL player allegedly threatened to poison his ex wife and kids. Arrest warrant has been issued for Earl Thomas after he allegedly violated a restraining order against his soon to be ex wife. Uh, according to ESPN, uh mm-hmm. I guess his name Herster told authorities that former NFL player sent several disturbing test messages to her, including one that threatened her and their children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm. that's very unfortunate. Like, um, he used to be one of my favorite players. I like the way he played, um, but he's playing a dangerous game. What was Warren Sapp saying? 
Well, Sap was basically talking about getting in his car, driving, and then forgetting where he was supposed to be going. Um, sitting in his house, you know, with the intention to go places that don't know where he's going. Like they played the game in a reckless manner. Like we all was trained to play that way. And I think that's Earl. If you think about Earl, man, uh, Earl was undersized. He threw his body into people. So, uh, you know, I, I hope that I'm wrong and that he's just being stupid. Uh, but It don't sound you know, like it. They say he had another situation where he said they had he had two handguns and threatened to kick her butt. Well, what I know, Seth also said that he donated his brain to, to the uh, – you know, for the CTE thing, he's he's he's, uh, he's trying to help. Uh, but these new, have y'all seen these new helmets? Mm-mm. They nice. I mean, um, they're they're very nice. Some of them got fans on the inside of them. Some of them got like 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 that. Have you seen Derek Carr's helmet that he plays in? It has those two vents one on each side. It's like mm-hmm. that the game is changing, man. Like, uh, but you know, that's what you sign up for. You sign up for you, no matter how much they try to make it safe, it's not gonna ever be safe, bro. Because when you're going that fast and you got to stop, it's connected like, to the shoulder. After you Ooh. retire from football, why you don't go to counseling or go to you know, they that's don't why think I, nothing wrong with them. I I'll just do it just to do it, just make sure mm-hmm. I'm, my mind's on the right plane, you know. Mm-hmm. Cause you know the effects of football, so I'll just do a checkup with a psychiatrist or a doctor and see how my mental health is, is where it's at, where it needs to be at. Because him and Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman with the same thing mm-hmm. right now, uh with with his family. But Earl Thomas took it to another level. Like he should have got help. Immediately, like they should have got this dude help when uh, all this stuff was going on, um, uh, in the past. So, uh, this is crazy. You they, remember uh, got to this level of crazy? You remember the guy? Remember the guy from Seattle? They choked the girl out. Thought she was dead, and she came back alive. It kind of been under the you know, Brandon, Brandon Browner went to prison for something. You talking him. about him? Mm-mm, the officer lineman. This happened last year. Remember? Oh, you talking about the dude that beat, the, the, that beat that woman and he mm-hmm. had like guns and crap? Mm-hmm. And, she, and he thought he killed her and she woke up. Like, this is not normal stuff, man. It's not. I mean, and it's football related and they can pretend because, you know, Richard Sherman is a smart guy. Like, so, but he wasn't acting smartly at that time. Um, a lot of them have a hard time dealing with retirement as well. You know, what do you do? What do I do now? I got, many years plan. I got a millions of dollars. You ain't got to tell me what I need to do with retirement. Hmm. <laughs> I'm about to enjoy myself. Open me up right. a nice little restaurant. I'm gone on the beach. In the Bahamas somewhere. Have me a I know, right? I'm going to be out chilling, doing shows, doing interviews, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm out just having a good time. No work. But, hey, yeah. I don't know. It's just, like you said, these guys know sports all their life. And uh, it's, it is kind of hard when you transition from 
from a sports world into a more reality type world. And uh, but what he's what he's dealing with is 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 on another level. It was just crazy how these players they know the side effects of playing football and they don't they don't they don't go to get evaluated after playing. Like that should be a that should be like an automatic thing after retirement from the NFL. They should have like a certain evaluation period where they talk to you like so how retirement going how what you got planned like just to see where their mindset is. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a great idea. I don't know. I don't know how much money that'll cost for it. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be a responsibility of the NFL, but I feel like it, it should be a, some type of place where they can get evaluated after retirement. They come back a couple months, like, "Hey, how's retirement?" You remember what happened to Junior say, y'all? He committed suicide. You know, everybody yeah. thought that like, he was having a good time and enjoying some retirement. No, so. It's crazy these days, man. These players gotta take care of themselves. They make all this money, but they want to buy, They want to put it into their mind. So. All right. Is is there anything else y'all want to bring up for me in the pod? That's it. Man. It was a good episode, guys. I really enjoyed it. We, we may Always. have. Yeah, we might have a full cast uh, this week. You know, my uh, my son. He won the championship game in baseball. Shout out to him. He played Y'all winning over there. Y'all winning over there. Yeah, Tell we, we winners, man. Like, like I tell uh, <laughs> like I tell my my uh my brother, I said we breed winners around here, man. No Ben <laughs> Simmons, none of that. You know, so it's all good in the hood. Thank you guys for tuning in to the show. Like and subscribe to our social media accounts. They will be located in the show notes. Also, we have a merchandise store now. Check it out on PodSquadInc.com. Thank you guys for the love and support. We out of here. You are listening to Voice of the Fan Sportscast. Brought to you by none other than the voices of the fans. Discussing football, basketball, news, trending topics. The one-stop shop for all things sports. Voice of the Fan Sportscast. By none other than Ben Swift Reynolds, Taylor Gatwood, and Tyler.